Richard Arnold's with us from the United States, and it's all about the New Hampshire primary today. Yeah, morning, Tim. This is Nikki Haley's last stand with voting underway in New Hampshire at the minute. Latest polls are giving Donald Trump a 22-point lead over Haley. So unless there is some hugely unexpected last-minute swing, it looks like Trump will seal the deal. New Hampshire has brought surprises before, as when it turned a struggling Bill Clinton back in the day into what they called the comeback kid. Remember that? Long-time mistress had given a news conference and Clinton responded with denials and speeches and so on. But this time, Trump's last remaining rival, Nikki Haley, still is... In a tippy-toeing around, Trump saying there should not be a coronation. He calmly walked to his seat. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, she says uh, in this situation uh, that um, uh, the people should uh, pay heed to some of the uh, some of the deals that uh, uh, Trump is affecting. Uh, if you know. Uh, you're going to take on a bully like Trump, of course, you have to do a bit better than that. For instance, Trump emasculated Ron DeSantis after saying the Florida governor was, quote, on his knees begging for Trump's support in uh, his last state election. Then Trump suggested without any evidence that DeSantis wore high heels that he might be gay and perhaps was a pedophile. DeSantis now has endorsed Trump. So has a uh, Congress member... Uh, named Nancy Mace, who Trump almost destroyed while Nikki Haley campaigned alongside her. Now this congresswoman is double-crossing her friend and getting in line to back Trump. Meantime, Trump's main problem might be Trump. In his latest rally in front of a much smaller crowd and with QAnon music playing in the background, Trump again praised Hungary's dictator, Viktor Orban. Uh, now, Orban threatens rivals, changed the constitution and cracks down on the media. Uh, Trump suggests... The U.S. could benefit from at least a temporary dictator, uh, says he too will crack down on media and carry out more deportations than the U.S. has seen before. And he says he will head off World War Three by building a state-of-the-art missile defense shield over the entire country. He compares it to the Israeli Iron Dome, which he describes this way. He calmly walked to his seat. Ding, 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 ding. They've only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out, right? Boom. Okay. Missile launch. Pshin, boom. To most un- and we don't have it here. Ding, ding, bing, bing, ping. Might be a couple of ding short. Finally, uh, there is a tape going around that sounds like Joe Biden talking about malarkey. No, it's not an AI-generated, uh, it's not a real message. It is AI-generated, a fake message sent to thousands of New Hampshire Democrats urging them not to vote for Biden. Save your vote till November, it suggests. You know, once it was talk of fake news, now, of course, it's fake politics. Let's have a look at the Oscar nominations, shall we? Oppenheimer uh, pretty much dominating again. So, the Atomic Oscars, they're already <laughs> dubbing them as such. Leading the Academy Awards nominations today, yes, is Oppenheimer with 13, including Best Picture. Then comes Killers of the Flower Moon with 10, the Scorsese film, where the director himself does the final scene, summarising the murders of some 60 Osage Indian tribe members uh, back in uh, the early part of the 20th century by white schemers who were after oil profits. The land had oil on it. Black gold. Money. Well, freely here now. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz for its lead actress as well, Lily Gladstone, who is up for Best Actress. As for Oppenheimer, uh, director Christopher Nolan is nominated, while Barbie's young director Greta Gerwig was snubbed, even though her film made $2.4 billion New Zealand. Thank you. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer is up for Best Supporting Actor. He is almost unrecognisable as a political sleaze in that movie. Here's a clip. 
What were you guys doing at Los Alamos? Was it security time? Another category of interest is best documentary. This includes the film 20 Days in Mariupol. And if anyone wants to know exactly what has been going on in Ukraine, this film tells you in grim and graphic detail. It was made by a man named Mr. Slav Chernoff, an Associated Press reporter whom I met the other day. Uh, what he did is film behind enemy lines as the Russians were obliterating that city of uh, 440 thousand people including bombing their hospital to pieces while Putin cronies were saying the injured people were just pretending uh, that the parts were played by actors well this film is an historical document made with incredible bravery by Mr. Slav who says uh, when he showed it uh, to Ukrainian survivors he wasn't sure how they would respond but says it was almost well therapeutic in a way I guess it feels almost like the beginning of, of the of the treatment of, of their psychological treatment of, of the, their collective trauma. That that is an effect which I never thought is going to be there. Still, he told me he wishes his film had never been made. Richard Arnold, our correspondent in the United States. And just as a footnote to that, a, a couple of very well-known names that got nominated have uh, broken records as being oldest nominees. Martin Scorsese, uh, mentioned there by Richard, is 81, nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, that makes him the oldest nominee in that category. Uh, his 10th nomination as well, so that puts him two behind the current holder, uh, William Wyler, who got 12. Uh, it's deeply gratifying, says uh, Scorsese, uh, to receive this recognition from the Academy for myself and so many of my collaborators on that movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, the other one nominated, who is in his late 70s, 79-odd. Yeah, uh, John Williams has got another one there as well. So there you go. It sometimes pays to be old in Hollywood. You don't always have to be young and pretty to do well. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.